Hello, everyone. And it's 10 o'clock in the evening in Melbourne and 8 o'clock in the morning here in Ohio. And this is Craig Wessels coming to you live on a yank on the footy. And we had a significantly busy week in footy this past week. Very uh, excited about how things went. Uh, Going to talk to you about some of the games from last week and a tip the games for this week. Have a couple things in the news going on right now. I don't know if there's uh, some envy or jealousy or some genuine concern going on with uh, some of the things that the Swans are doing. Uh, we'll hopefully dive into that today, maybe get somebody to chime in and give me their input on that. Uh, before we dive in too much further, I did want to mention to you that you can uh, find the podcast at ayankonthefooty.com. It's the new standalone website for the uh podcast that I have up and running. And I've had that going now for about a month. I've begun to see some good interaction on the website. Hopefully people are checking it out. Uh, a lot of stuff there. I've got a blog post that I'm able to update you know, several times a week, giving you my thoughts on what's going on. Uh, this is where you can also leave a, a voicemail where you can share your opinion on uh, something that's going on in footy that you want to, uh, you want to get out there. You can leave a review for the podcast there as well. If you want to help out the show, you can also uh, click on the Buy Me a Coffee page there and uh, and help out the show if you'd like to do that. Would certainly appreciate that. Always looking to you know expand the show and grow uh, new facets of it, whether it be updating software, adding the new website in, things of that nature, covering the uh, the hosting fees, that sort of thing. If you want to do that, that'd be fantastic. Or if you're looking to uh, Get some swag for the podcast as well with the uh, the storefront page that's there from Redbubble, and you know pick up maybe uh, a shirt or some stickers to put on your car. Well, I was all set. Uh, was I guess it was a great weekend of footy uh, at home though. It was kind of a lousy week here, and if you if you follow me on Twitter and you follow me on uh, Facebook, you might have uh, seen me allude to this already. And if you actually, if you follow my actual personal page on Facebook, you might have uh, you might have actually heard me say something that I have not said on my podcast before, and don't plan on saying on my podcast. But uh, I, I use some rather foul language. Last week on the uh, well, I need to go back a little further than that. About six or eight weeks ago, this is you know going to get away from footy here for just a moment. About six or eight weeks ago. Uh, the car that I was, was driving, I have a, I generally lease my cars, you know, basically. So it's like a long-term rental from the car dealership. So of course, if you have something goes wrong, it's their vehicle. They need to repair it. Then after the time is up, I, I take it back and turn it back into them. Or if I decided to buy it, I could buy it. Well, I have a car that had, uh, 29,000 miles on it. I did not do the conversion into kilometers. I think that's about 40,000 kilometers, maybe a little more than that. And I was driving home from work one afternoon and stopped at a stoplight, a traffic signal, about, about a quarter of a mile from my house. And I'm just sitting at the stoplight, and the car just absolutely shuddered. It just shook. And, and I joked with my students the next day at school about this because I'm a, I'm a big guy. I said, normally my car doesn't shudder like that unless I'm getting in it, which uh, some of them laughed at it and some of it said, Okay, we're tired of the self-deprecating humor, but that's all I've got. Uh, so got it home, parked it in front of my house. I, t I had the 
I wasn't going to drive it to the dealership to have repaired because the dealership's about eight miles away. I didn't think it was going to make it. So I had it had a tow truck take it there. Turned out I had uh, somehow leaked coolant into the engine block, and I had to have the engine replaced. And this is a two-and-a-half-year-old car, so they had to put a whole new engine in it. So I got that repaired, and I... Uh, yeah, they had the car for about three weeks before I got it back. So I had a uh, a loaner car. And the loaner was this small van. Now, I don't, I've not had a truck since uh, before my son was born, and he just turned 24. And uh, I like the idea of having a truck, but they're, they're very expensive right now because of the, the demand for them. So the van that I was driving. My uncle had driven one of those for a while. I liked it. It had six seat, you know, six like captain's chairs in it. They folded down. So it was almost like a truck. So I could put some of the things that I would want to go pick up at like, uh, if you're here in the States at Menards or Home Depot or Bunnings Warehouse, that sort of thing. I could put those inside the van and it was almost like a truck. I mean, I'm not hauling lumber or anything of that nature. So I drove one of those for a couple of weeks and I thought, you know what? I'd really like to get one of these. So I did. And I picked it up on the 31st last week and drove it home. I, it had 40 miles on it, 46 miles on it when I picked it up. And uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning, so at about 4.45 on Sunday morning, Easter morning, I didn't hear this at the time, but my neighbors said it woke them up. Uh, and I discovered this when I went out that afternoon to go visit my mom. Somebody had hit my van not just like scraped it or bumped the mirror i mean they hit it they knocked the uh the cv joint on the, the front left tire off they just they smashed the hell out of my van to the point where it wasn't drivable i couldn't get the door open that sort of thing now this van has a total of 80 miles on it eight zero and half of those were already on it when i picked it up so to say that i'm not real thrilled about the way this weekend turned out would be a bit of an understatement. So I, last evening, I, you know, I was able to find parts of the car that hit my car and able to use Google to find out what type of a car it came from. So I, I dealt with the police. I've got a police report. I, that's all been filed. My insurance company has uh, done their part. I'm going to go talk to the, the auto body shop today about getting it repaired. I don't know if it's going to be repairable. It was hit that hard. So We'll see what happens, but suffice to say, I don't have my van that I had for about four days before somebody smashed it. So I'm not real, not real thrilled about that. So it was uh, it was a pretty crappy weekend at my house, and uh, let's just say that uh, I hoped that the I hope the person that hit my van, I hope they spent most of Sunday after they woke up because I'm sure they were drunk. I'm positive they were drunk because they, they hit my van on the opposite side of the road where they should have been driving and kept on going. And last night I drove around for about an hour and a half or so in my wife's car, driving through different neighborhoods, looking for that type of car that had the front end of it smashed in. Did not see it. Now here in the States, at least here in Ohio anyway, um, if cars come in to have work done at body shops, the body shops have to actually document that and report those kinds of things to law enforcement. So. Hopefully, they'll catch the person. Hopefully, the person's insurance will cover the cost of repairing my car. I'm not holding my breath. I'm going to guess if you drive off at 
4.45 in the morning after hitting somebody else's car, one, you were probably drunk. Two, you probably didn't have insurance either. And it, I guess before I wrap up the car thing, one of the reasons I know that is one of the parts I found from their car was a little reflector that had fallen off because it had been taped under their car because it still had the clear plastic tape around it that was uh it was holding it in place so yeah so I, that 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 was the weekend with my car just uh real thrilled about that so i'm i'm without a car right now i'm on spring break so i don't have to work this week uh my mom's gonna take me over to the the uh, auto shop today and hopefully see if we can get about get get it repaired i go back to work on monday so that's one of the reasons why i decided to do the live episode in the evening Melbourne time this week. Now, this is something that when I'm working, I'm not going to be able to do because this is the, this would be my, uh, the start of my school day about four minutes ago. So my kids would probably not sit patiently while I was doing this live, although they, I'm sure they would love to contribute. So enough about the car. And, uh, we had a, we had a really good weekend of footy, some big upsets, of course. And, uh, we had a couple clubs who are are maybe beginning to convince us that they're for real. Okay, you know, you look at the ladder right now, and you look at who's in top of the ladder and who's who's in the top eight right now. I don't know if a lot of us had those clubs in those places. Man, I, I, did we uh, did we realistically have the D's at three and zero right now? I don't know. You know, I think I had them close to playing finals. I don't think I had them in the top. Um, hello, Jackson. Hello, J- there, Harper. How you doing, gentlemen? Glad to have you on board. But you know, you've got uh, you've got Adelaide in the top eight right now. The Cats squeaked their way back in. You know, what is going on with the Sydney Swans? I mean, they are just they are impressive. And you know, Sydney has made news this week because they're uh and I don't know if this is uh professional jealousy uh with regards to the Swans Academy, which we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little bit here, or is it is it quite frankly, is it uh, some of the other clubs just whinging? <laughs> Look at that, I picked up a new term there. Is it the uh is it the the Melbourne-based clubs or the Victoria-based clubs that are just whinging about the fact that this academy is working out for them. Uh, and if you haven't been following this, and I've been reading up a little bit on it, back in 2011, Sydney started up this academy, and they uh, have these centers around uh, around the state where they're helping to train players uh, in footy. And again, New South Wales, Queensland are predominantly or have been, from what I can gather, especially Queensland, have been rugby-centric states. And, you know, the Swans have been there for a while when they, after they left, you know, South, or South Melbourne. But uh, they're trying to gain a foothold there. And they, they made a decision to, to invest some money in this, uh, this academy program. Now, an article that I read, and I'll link to it in the show notes for the episode as well. When I when I publish this, uh, you know, talks about how the uh, the Swans have spent, you know, ten million dollars in this academy over the last uh, decade, 
and they're beginning to to reap the benefits of it now. And I think I can safely say that. Well, I know I did not tip Sydney to be in the top eight. I thought they would be better than they they were last year. They played hard, but they were a club that was really struggling with their uh, their talls because they had so many injuries. And uh, I think they've gone ahead and passed the baton as far as that goes to Gold Coast, which you know we'll get to here in just a minute. But uh, Gold Coast is going to be dealing with the same type of things this year, I think, because they're going to really struggle. Uh, their ruck situation is a wreck right now. So that's, uh, that's too bad. But the, uh, the academy, according to you know, what I had read, that they, they've had about 2,400 kids that have gone through this academy over the last decade. And a dozen of them have gone on to play for the Swans. Now, they, they, according to the reports, they said 74% of these kids have played multiple other games. So they're playing cricket or basketball or maybe they're you know i'm not sure soccer possibly you know we're you know they're not likely playing gridiron football they're you know maybe they're maybe they're playing baseball but it's that's that that's such a small footprint in australia so it's likely cricket basketball maybe they're swimmers uh who are involved in in different activities maybe they're golfers you know that they're playing those games through their formative years but 74% 74% of the kids have been playing multiple sports. So it hasn't been just a footy centric type situation. And, and I, I did see where, uh, according to the article that, uh, Errol Golden had basically said that, you know, he wouldn't be playing in the AFL had it not been for the Academy. Cause it sounds like he's somebody who would have been sticking with basketball from what I had read. So, you know, it's paying off for them. And it, it may be it may be benefiting them tremendously here, some to the point where maybe other clubs look at beginning to do something like this, maybe especially clubs who are not in Victoria. You know, and again, I don't know exactly what is going on in Perth and in Adelaide or that type of thing. And I know that there are a lot of other clubs that that have their their fingers or their tentacles, if you will, reaching into all different parts of the of the country to find talented players to, to participate in the game. But, uh, I just, I wonder if it's, uh, if it's jealousy or I wonder if it's just complaining to try to uh, get the, the comp to regulate what they're doing. I mean, are they out thinking the other 17 clubs at this point in time? I don't know. So, it just is a. Uh, it's just kind of an interesting, an interesting situation there, and I. Uh, I'm I'm in, I'm impressed by what the Swans are doing this year. I mean, they they have become, to me, they've become must see TV. I am just, uh, I'm having an absolute blast watching them play. So. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how things go with them going forward here, but. Uh, as of right now, they've got a bunch of young kids who are 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 playing above their heads maybe a little bit but they're they're playing well and they're beating good competition as we've seen they've knocked off two two top 4 teams already this year they knocked off the defending premiers they didn't just knock them off they 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 kicked their butts all over the grounds quite frankly and i don't think i don't think that uh, richmond wants anything to do with them going forward and quite frankly 
as a cat supporter, knowing that uh, that the cats are going to be playing them here in just a couple of weeks. Watching what Richmond did against them, that scares the heck out of me. Because the, uh, the, the Swans, it's like a track team out there. It's like a long-distance running club out there. And uh, they have so much endurance, and their, their, their aerobic levels are, are high. And I think they're exposing some of the the older clubs, if you will, you know, the, the Richmonds, and they may very well expose the Cats. Although, hopefully, by then the Cats are going to be back close to full strength because you know we'll get to that. They're you know they're playing without, you know, Patty Dangerfield, of course. Who, you know, I guess maybe I don't understand how suspensions work in in the AFL, and maybe because it's Patty Dangerfield, they've been highlighting him. But, you know, seeing him pay, play in a practice match down at the VFL level the week after he uh, had been suspended, and then seeing him celebrating his birthday at the MCG while the Cats were playing, you know, is the suspension simply, okay, you can't play in the game, but you can show up and do everything else? Because I, I just, I wonder if that's, uh, you know, I guess is that punitive enough? You know, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to punish Patty Dangerfield exclusively here, but the fact that he was on camera, you know, kind of makes me wonder. You know, is he, uh, is he really, is he really being punished there? Because you know, he's hanging out with his wife, he's, uh, he's taking photos with, with folks, and I just wonder, I wonder if it's, uh, if it's punitive enough, and I wonder if it's something that other people have, have been able to do as well. I, I, I don't know, but. Uh, like I said, I think Sydney is is a scary club, and they're doing a lot of this without Buddy Franklin in the lineup. And the 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 reference that I made last week, watching them play Richmond uh, this past weekend, to me it was like uh, the what is, I don't know if it's a Greek or a Roman figure, the Hydra, you know that the creature that has you know like the like the seven or eight dragon heads that are all you know moving independently of one another. To me, that's what the, the Swans offense kind of looks like right now because they're, uh, they're able to, uh, to score from, from all angles. Now, you go back and you look at the, at the scoring of their game the other day. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They had eight goal scorers in that game. Yeah, and you had one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of those eight were multiple goal scorers. And it's just, if you're getting your offense from all sorts of different angles, defensively, you don't know where to focus. And when they're running past you, because, you know, you're, you're an older player and these guys are, you know, teenagers who are just, you know, can run for days. You know, is this a whole new way of thinking? Is this a new way of going about doing it? And, uh, you know, this gets back to you know, talking about the Cats a little bit here. Yes, they've been banged up. You know, they're missing, you know, they haven't seen Mitch Duncan. They haven't seen Sam and Agola this year. Patty Dangerfield has been gone. Gary Rowan's been gone. Radigalee has been gone. Um, Jeremy Cameron's been gone. Do they flip a switch and get themselves, you know, right at the at the proper time? You know, maybe they squeak into the top eight and make a run at the end. They play their best footy at the end of the season. I guess if you, that's the time you want to be playing it. 
of course, you got to get into eight to do that. So we'll see what happens with them. But you know, they've squeaked by barely in the first, you know, the first couple wins this year. You know, you could argue that they should have lost the Brisbane game. Again, I'll repeat, I didn't see anything. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't see a thing. But uh, it's, you know, it, it's fun to watch these young players coming along and begin to, to make a name for themselves and uh, and to try to, you know, just to be, become the new faces of, of the game. And it's great to see some of the older players come back out and resurface, if you will. And you know, go ahead, raise your hand if you uh, you thought that after uh, after round three that uh, Tex Walker was going to be the leading goal, leading goal scorer in the comp. Go ahead, raise your hand. I, I can see all of you, and none of you raise your hands. Uh, what does he have, 16 or 17 so far this year? Yeah, he's on pace to kick over 100, and that, that hasn't happened in several years. And, you know, the Crows have have rebounded. They're, they're playing some pretty decent footy right now, and they've got uh, – They've got themselves in a position to where they can have some success this year. They're, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, share one of my tips right now for next week. I mean, they're playing North Melbourne. And while North Melbourne is, you know, dealing with a lot of injuries as well at the moment, I, I think that, you know, Adelaide is going to handle them pretty easily. You know, and I, and I, I had it jotted down that they're going to win by 15. That's likely to be more than that. But again, I don't want to tip. Beyond, I don't want to tip numbers that, that anger people, quite frankly, okay? Because you know, we've seen games that have been 50, 60-point differences. I'm, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to alienate anybody that might tune into the podcast and go, oh, well, yeah, this guy said my, my club doesn't have a chance of winning a game ever. I'm not going to listen anymore. Well, yeah, North's probably not going to win, but I'm going to say it's going to be closer than, than uh, what it looks like there. But yeah, Tex Walker has been dynamite to see, you know, getting Buddy back out there. Maybe he'll be back out there again uh, this weekend. You know, if they limit his time on the ground. You wonder, though, you know, if, if Buddy's healthy, he's Buddy Franklin. He has to play, doesn't he? He's going to be on. He's going to be out there in the 22 if he's healthy. He's going to be one of the starting 18 if he's healthy. You, know, you can't not put him out there. I mean, I, I just think that would be. From a PR move, I think that would be really tough because you're trying to get this gentleman to a thousand goals. You know, maybe be the last thousand goal kicker uh, in in the AFL as you know as the game begins to change and we begin to see more and more scoring from more and more different positions there. But yeah, you know, it's uh, it is going to be it's going to be interesting to watch this year because I don't think it's unfolding like a lot of people thought. You know, I I thought Adelaide would be improved. I didn't think they would be this much better. I'm I'm thrilled to see it because I think if nothing else, we want to see good competition. We want to see great games. <laughs> Harper just posted on here that Tex Walker could kick a thousand goals against uh, North Melbourne alone. Now, you mean in a career or just in one game? Because I mean that might take a career to get to a thousand goals. That's that's an awful lot, and and quite frankly, you know what? If I am a if I'm a supporter of Todd Goldstein, I'm going to take offense to that because he's going to get a hit out every once in a while and get the ball going towards the other end of the ground. Oh, in the first quarter of this weekend's game, yeah, that's 
he might get three or four. That's a good possibility. But then did they? Uh, you, you really can't take your foot off the gas pedal here. Is is as bad as you want to to make it? Uh, you know, is you you don't want to embarrass you know other players and that sort of thing. You're not trying to be disrespectful. You know, Adelaide is is at the point right now where they're trying to work their way up the ladder in terms of percentage because you know they've got they've got eight points just like the team that's in the number four spot, Port Adelaide, but they're they're thirty five points behind them in percentage or thirty three points, I should say. So they need to they need to work on extending their percentage. So if they get a chance to to put. Uh, to put points on the board and pad that, I, you can't blame them. Because, and, and quite frankly, that's one of the things that I, I like about the AFL as well is, is the whole percentage thing here. I mean, I, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll do this in the, uh, in the time I have off this week. I think it would be great to look at the, uh, like the NFL, for example, in terms of scoring, in terms of where, where teams would be. If we got rid of the, the AFC and the NFC in football. And then we have the four divisions where, you know, where, for example, my, the Cleveland Browns, the club I support, they have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, did I mention today that I hate the Baltimore Ravens? There, I just did. Yeah, so those are the other three teams that are in their divisions. So they play them twice a year. Nothing wrong with that. But I think that would be really interesting if the NFL were to consider doing something like the, the latter. You know, again, they have a lot more teams that play in the playoffs or in the finals. You know, you've got, uh, what, you had 14 teams this past year, I think. It would be interesting to see how that would look. And, and maybe, I'll, maybe I'll do that, and I'll do a, uh, a little special episode on that and kind of reveal how that would look, because I think that would be, that would be kind of interesting. But, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think Tex Walker is going to have a, a monster game. And, and yeah, it's just uh, – it's good to see, and I'm and I'm still trying to figure out who some of the other youngsters are for the, the Crows uh, at this point in time. There's a lot of young players there. Yeah, you guys go ahead and hop on there, pop your emails on there, and I'll go ahead and add you in. We'll get you on there here in just a second. So, yeah, we've uh, you know, we've got a lot of uh. Let's see. Let's get Jackson on here now. We'll go ahead and connect him. Bingo. There we go. Jackson, you are on here, sir. And uh, how you doing? Hello. How are you? I'm great. I am great. I'm going to get uh, Harper on here right now. And uh... Oh, I just pressed the call-in button. I didn't think it'd be that loud. It was just buzzing from my phone. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, see, I haven't seen it from that angle yet. So uh, that's great that you oh. can... If you can just hit the fallen button that way, so that's that's good to know that it'll work that way. Hello, Harper, sir. Hey, how are you? Uh, it's good, Hi. easy for doing the calling thing, isn't it? It's very <laughs> nice. Yeah, this is a this is a nice feature, you know. And I I'm I think it's just it's I'm having fun doing the live episodes. You know, one if it gets screwed up a little, guess what? I don't have to go back and edit it. I could just let it kind of let it slide and just say it started. Hey, it was live, and uh, it's how it worked out. Of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. good weekend, gentlemen. 
Oh, well, I think we had uh, kind of opposite fortunes going on at the weekend there. <laughs> I am uh, extremely happy with the Bombers on Saturday, but yes, Jackson yes. is probably not feeling too good. Yeah, I remember messaging Harper on, was it Saturday night, I think, after the game, and I was just like, I was dumbfounded how that, that scoreline got <laughs> to that point in that yeah. game. Um, and you were up and about. Um, but yeah, Thursday Thursday was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um. Thursday night, what, what a game, Craig. I'm not sure if you've spoken about it at the start. I missed the first 10 minutes or so, but what did you yeah. think of that? Now, which one, Remember, Thursday night for me is different for you guys. So are we talking oh, about the Brisbane, um, the the Brisbane, Brisbane, game? Brisbane game? Oh, that was, yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. I mean, that was just, it was great to, it was great to see the, uh, the gentleman who, yeah, according to rumors, was supposed to get a free kick at the end of the Geelong game the week before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I still didn't see anything. Uh, <laughs> Looked completely legit to me that he got a chance to you know kick the the game winner there at the end. So a little little poetic justice, you know. It was a it was it was a uh, was a great contest. Of course, you know I, I've I've decided after all of the uh, the interaction between the uh, the lions and the and the cats uh, this past week that I you know, decided that maybe maybe the lions are going to be the club that I I I don't like. Maybe they're going to be the the team that I put on my little. Uh, uh, pedestal of with my voodoo doll and you know, poke uh, little poke pins in it and that sort of thing. I mean, fair enough. Um, I think during Harper and I's lifetime, they've not been too great, so we can't really hate them that much. And you know, I don't. I say that, and I and I'm not really hating on anybody. I mean, I'm. I just, of course not. I just. Gosh, this. Are you guys familiar with the word smarmy? It just looks like you know. Just looks like 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 really like somebody who's really cocky. Yeah, just like, mm. I, I know the word. This, this, you know, I, I guess I never really picked up on it until the, the, the Cats game with, with, with Brisbane, but does Lockie Neal fit that, that category? I mean, he just uh, – and maybe I'm co- reading him completely wrong, but he just looks – he looks like the guy in the, you know, in the, the, the movies that are, you know, where he's, you know, he's in the back, you know, goading the other guy to get into a fight with somebody, and then he just kind of stands back like – yeah, see what I did there? I got him to do that, where he where he's not doing it himself. And and maybe I'm just reading him wrong, but I don't know. But uh, you know, it'd be yeah. I, I'm not well, gonna, I think not Craig, uh, us two, you and I might be the only. Sorry, um, I think you and no, I might be ahead. the only people who don't have Brisbane as their second team, because uh, I'm I'm not massive fan of them either. Because Joey Danaher, I've got to say. Uh, one of my old favourites from the Don's time, but yes. geez, that guy annoys me a lot uh, now. Well, but if if he was still doing this in the uh, in the black and red, he wouldn't be annoying you, right? Oh well, I don't think if he stayed at the Bombers, he would be doing that because I I just think he was pretty sick of it. To be honest, he wasn't really putting too much effort and kind of checked out. I reckon. Well, that's that's fair. That's fair. So, are, are you guys uh, are you guys as impressed by Tex Walker as I am? The year he's having, oh, of it's course. Just, it's just, and I and I, I think, think I'm I'm still surprised that Adelaide have won a game, but I'm I'm very excited <laughs> for them. They do look like a bunch of like I, I don't know if you watched uh, a lot of the Making Your Mark documentary, but to get an inside look at that team, like especially the Gold Coast as well in that documentary. Uh-huh. You sort of have a soft spot for them, so I'm I'm happy to see them up and about. Yeah, I I have watched I think the first 
five episodes. Uh, I'm because I, I think it's seven episodes long, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think um, it's seven. Yeah, because I, I know how the seventh one is going to end, so I'm a little yeah. reluctant to get to the seventh one because uh, because there's not going to you know it's not going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be like when you go back and you watch the movie Titanic the second time and you and you see Rose up in the front of the ship going, turn left. Uh, <laughs> that was a, like an iceberg joke there. Sorry. <laughs> <for that. Yeah. laughs> it's, it's early. It's early in the morning here, guys. And, and, my, and my car just got crunched again. You know, so I'm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, Harper, I don't know if you happen to look at your uh, your Instagram page, but I saw a. Uh, I saw a picture on your page from a while back, and I asked it if it. I asked you if it was like a new album cover that you guys had just. Oh, yes, I did see that. The picture of uh, my sister and I from 2019, I think. Yeah, that that was that's a very good observation, Craig. Uh, Got to yeah. give you credit for that. Well done. Yeah, I just just looked like you know you got a got a new acoustic guitar and you decided let's let's go ahead and put out an album here. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's you know a lot of a lot of good things happen this weekend. You know, of course, you know the Swans are just are 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 just I think impressing everybody, and uh, and you know they've got they've got Essendon this week. So and Essendon's coming off of a big win, so maybe this will be a little closer. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, biggest win since know. 2014 for us, and I think we'll be feeling very good about ourselves and. Uh, I don't. I don't want to jinx it. Uh, I don't want to put the moz on it, but I think we could be pretty competitive with the Swans. I reckon. Oh, I, I, I think you, especially you know, after having you know knocked off, after having knocked off the Saints this past week, I think that 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 could definitely be the case. I just, I, 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 I don't know if if Sydney's just like kind of playing, if they're kind of just like in cruise control and they're just playing out of their minds. If they don't, re- they're not really. Maybe they're not realizing how good they are right now, or how good they could be, and that, and that maybe it just hasn't caught up to them. You know, they, you know, with, with it with the season, you know, just being you know, game after game after game, do they get a chance and say, we've knocked off two of the top four teams from last year? Mm, yeah, well, you it's know. very interesting. And Jackson, I'm not yeah. sure if you saw uh, that Craig actually tipped the Swans. So, just a little bit of a round of applause for Craig, please. That, that was a I did. brilliant tip. I, I did. Well I did see because um, Craig and I were one and two before this weekend on the where do we begin tipping comp. Ah, yes. And um, I ended up getting only three this weekend, so I've dropped down. I don't know uh, where uh, I am. I'm about to uh, check. I haven't looked at seventh. I haven't looked to see how you've, I did. I know, I know I got that seventh, one. Right. Have you? Oh yeah, no! I was second, and now I'm seventh. Oh, jeez. Wow. Um, so. Yeah, well, I, I took the pies, unfortunately, and I, so I was uh, quite uh, probably not as distraught as Collingwood fans, but I, well, I wasn't too happy when that uh, goal after the siren sailed right over the goal umpire's hat. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do have to admit, I didn't watch a lot of the game. I was at. Um, at work drinks because um, of Good Friday. Obviously, we had a day off, so we all went out for a few um, few cordials. Um, but I did catch on, on my phone from time to time, and I did see the ending. Um, if you told me before the game that we were going to be within ten points of Brisbane, um, I wouldn't. I would have taken it because they are a top four side from last year. So I would have taken it because they are a good side. But um, 
just the way it happened, it's, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? Mm, yeah, like there's nothing, and- nothing worse than that. Uh, one a one point <clears throat> loss after the siren, like yeah, North Melbourne probably feeling a bit more embarrassed, but oh, Collingwood fans, that would just destroy you. Now, now, heartache for the whole weekend and the four-day weekend, no time to go to work and focus on other things. You just can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, uh, it's, it's got to be crushing to see that happen, to see the, uh, you know, and there's nothing you can do about it at that point. You know, that it's, although I did see somebody trying to do a cartwheel, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Jeremy Howe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, you know, I still – we're still sort of a young, young-ish side now. We're bringing some of the youth into the team, so hopefully it isn't a, a bit of a learning experience for for next time we're in that sort of situation. Well, that's that's because you mm. traded away all of your veterans. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. I, I'm again. I think I told you when when we had our interview earlier in the year mm-hmm. or late last year. Sorry, um, I. I Looking at it in the first three rounds, like the doggies have been doing well, but I just don't think Trelaw fits their midfield. Their their midfield really? is so stacked. Well, uh, he kicked three goals on the, on the weekend. The weekend. Yeah, but well, he he performed on the weekend against the Ruse oh, a bit. But performed, but you know they mm. scored ten goals in the last quarter, and he scored three of them then. Mm. Yeah, well, so, just well, they were sort of little... junk time goals in the in the whole scheme of things, but yeah, it is a controversial controversial call. Um, but I think he's 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 playing on the wing and he's not a winger, so I yeah, I think the Bulldogs midfield is so stacked. I think he's just an odd one out. He hasn't got the possessions that he was getting at Collingwood because he was in the middle. But you know, I, I'm I'm so happy for him to be happy. You know, yeah, that's yeah, true. Fair enough. Just a quick little observation. One more thing from me on that Collingwood-Brisbane game. Uh, Jackson, I'm not sure if you saw the last goal live, but uh, seriously, maybe it's because you're a bit of a younger, more experienced team compared to recent years, but that defending in the last 30 seconds or so was just some of the most kind of abysmal defending to hold a lead that I have seen in a long, long time. You could see the Brisbane goal coming 30 seconds before it happened. It's like Collingwood was just letting players everywhere, not manning up at all, letting run yeah, straight it, through it, the middle. For, for a defense that we like to call elite, that was just not good enough. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, I would be extremely it, it, angry if that happened with Essendon. Well... Other than you know when they uh, when they had a blowout this week, they've had a, they've had a couple games where they've they've struggled this year. So you know that hasn't been uh, hasn't been a significant issue. <laughs> well, although the, although round one they lost to Hawthorne by only one, so you did see that you did see that happen. But that was that was not a uh, after the siren kick, if I'm not mistaken, against Hawthorne though. Yeah, yeah, and it, w- it wasn't yeah, what, kind of what it would wasn't you a similar on? bit of play. Oh, oh yeah, I must say that Hawthorne loss was quite, quite disheartening after being forty points up and being quite exactly. cocky, what, quite yeah, cocky in the first half. Lose, lose when forty up or lose? Uh, well, we were thirty up at some point in that game, so it's it's. But I feel that that Hawthorne comeback was amazing. I haven't had a chance to talk to you about that Harper, but that was amazing oh, no. watching it live. Please don't. Please yeah, and don't. I, it, I was at that game with a good friend of mine. Uh, in the second quarter, uh, I'm not sure uh, if you're 
you'll tolerate swearing on this show, Craig. But I was hey, like, I, after we I, forty I, points I, up. Oh, you go. I, I marked it as explicit, so you say whatever you want there. Well, I was getting around my friend, like shaking him, saying, "We're forty points up against the fucking Hawks. Let's go!" And then, just an hour later, they'd kick kicked what eight goals in a row or something, and got up by a point. Yeah. Well, see, see, this is this is where I think you know that uh, it's you know my my background coming to the game as late as I did, but then having having been a fan of the Cleveland Browns who have for the last 20 years have done nothing but, you know, just crush the hopes and dreams of their fans. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't, I don't go into uh, pretty much any game with high expectations. I, I go in thinking, yeah, we're going to struggle. And then if we don't, I'm pleasantly surprised. If, you know, so if I go in thinking it's going to, I, I, the glass is uh the glass is half empty to me at all times. And then when I realize it's half full, I'm happy. I'd like to ask Jackson a little question. Uh, he, uh, obviously, Collingwood fan, he's seen the premiership in 2010. Jackson, do you reckon you are a bit, uh, a bit more willing to take kind of poor seasons now that you have seen a premiership and you've experienced success? Do you reckon you're more accepting of – down periods for the club? Um, oh, that is a great question. Um, yeah, so that was 2010, so 11 years ago. Um, I would have been 12 at the time. So I, 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 it is in my, like, memory, but not when I first, like, really, really watched every game. Um, but uh, during those, as we like to call them as Collingwood supporters, the star athletic years, where we where we wore that start, that our own brand, um, those were tough times. Um, but us coming back up and being part of the conversation for the last few years has been really good to see. Um, yeah, I, I again I have seen a premiership in my time, but I've also now seen two premiership losses. Mm. Who, who's, yeah, but who's, surely you'd who's, rather a grand final funny? loss than. A grand final lost in a wooden spoon. A hundred percent, but it's it's heartbreaking to say the least, yeah. Harper. I know of, you haven't been there in a while, <laughs> but it's definitely heartbreaking, especially if you're there live. It's heartbreaking, but it's, surely it's, it gives you a little bit of faith that your team can get there. They can get yeah, to that. exactly. Exactly. Like, we were never expected to make it in 2018. I think we were sort of expected to make it in 2019, and we sort of blew it. Yeah. Um, and last year was just sort mm. of a write-off. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's, uh... I just like to say to the listeners, I've never seen my team get past the first week of the finals. So, yeah, my... <laughs> so I'm not really the expert on this. So, who, who's moving furniture around right now? Some, somebody's moved. Somebody's got something moving around an awful lot there while they're while they're talking. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't. I hope <laughs> it's not me. I'm just, I'm just sitting <laughs> on a chair. <laughs> oh, okay. It's definitely so, not me. Well, you know, know, it it could be the, it could just be the Pacific Ocean in between us. That's a possibility too. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, you know, the fact that the, the fact that it, you know things are coming through so clear as uh, as it is right you now, you know, with the distance right there. But uh, are the D's for real? You know, I, I I'm I'm uh, I've been impressed. I watched the uh, the D's game 
um, last night, uh, the GWS D's game. I hadn't watched that one yet. And, uh, you know, GWS, I have to, I have to applaud them for getting through the game because they just got decimated with injuries in that game. You know, they lost, uh, they lost three players, you know, right, you know, kind of at the outset of the game and they were playing down two the whole, the whole rest of the game. You know, they, and it was, you know, Phil Davis went out. Canelio's going to be gone. I think they said for eight to 10 weeks now, um, Matt DeBoer went out as well. And, uh, and they they hung on till right towards the end when uh, when Melbourne put a few more few more goals unanswered on the board, and just yeah, I think that the I think that the D's are going to be somebody to contend with as well. So, um, I, I think so. Um, I haven't again, I haven't really watched a lot of them this season, but looking at their fixture, like their results so far, they haven't played anyone like. Maybe Frio and St Kilda were expected to do well, but they haven't been going well the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And GWS last week, who, you know, they had a poor season last year. They're hoping to be better this year, but everyone has them outside the eight. Their first real test, I believe, is the Cats this week. Mm. And it'd yeah. be interesting to see how they do go up against against the mind of the Cats, who have, who obviously won on Monday. Yeah, yeah. and I, I haven't... Oh, sorry, you go, Craig. No, go for it. Oh, thanks. Well, like you, Jackson, I haven't really been watching many of the D's games, but I'm just having a look at their results now. They beat Frio by 22. Frio haven't been much good. Then they beat the Saints by uh, 18, and the Saints, of course, lost to the team everything's the, se- the team that everyone thinks is the second-worst team in the league by 75 points, the Bombers, of course. So Saints aren't great either. And then they beat the Giants by what thirty four. So, mm-hmm. like, those are three of from three teams that won't make finals, uh, more than likely. So, like you said, real test comes up uh, comes against the Cats, and if if they beat the Cats, especially if they beat the Cats by a substantial margin, which uh, I know you won't be hoping for, Craig. That is, I think that's really going to reinforce and show to people that they are the real deal. Yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, young man, I had not seen before, uh, and I, you know, the nickname he goes by is Kazi, but uh, Pickett. Um, it's a, it looks Isaiah like the, Pickett, I think. Yes, yeah. yeah, and I wasn't sure how to pronounce his first name, but uh, you know, he he kicked he kicked four against the uh, the the Giants the other day, and just you know looked a lot like um, looked a lot like. Liam Ryan and just how fast he is on the ground. Now, I didn't, I didn't see the, uh, the, the jumping ability out of him in this game, but he just, he was everywhere and he's only, well, they say he's five foot seven. So I think it's like 170 centimeters. You know, he's not a, he's not a big guy at all. And, uh, Hoppe, uh, do you know who he reminds me of? Who does it? Oh, is it, uh, one of the Davies? I know we spoke about that That's before. That's exactly yeah. who I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is uh, has got uh, some tones of uh, the David in terms of his playing style, uh, of course, and just uh, it's this is not really an on-field matter, but I'm not sure if you saw GWS's uh, social media post after the game. Of course, every team posts the final score of the game. If uh-huh. they lost, they'll say a disappointing result or whatever. The Giants on their page they went a bit unconventional. They had the score. 
on their Instagram and they had a picture of Isaiah Pickett, uh, Cosy Pickett, an opposition player celebrating, which is a bit out of the box and uh, was a bit controversial, I think it's fair to say. Did you guys see that? What do you think of it? I, I, I did <laughs> not, not see serious. that. Uh-uh. I did not see yeah. that, but that's a... Uh... I mean, and maybe that that's a way of them, you know, telling their own players, hey, we, we need it, it. We need to do something that warrants us getting ourselves up on the uh, on the Instagram page. Yeah, could well be. Uh, it's a weird one or, or could just be a, a intern doing the social media posts. who doesn't really know what they're doing, but uh, who knows? Really? Just just a bit of a weird one. I thought yeah. I'd point out. I'm pulling that up. Uh, yeah, that is. Yeah, wow, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think it's something for the fans just to be like, yeah, we lost. This guy's good. Yeah, Well, fair enough. Well, I've just never seen anything like it before. It's that is unusual. That is, yeah, whoever, whoever was doing their Instagram account last night is probably not doing it this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, says you know the D's get the W with the number of giants, uh, with a number of giants, uh, key giants suffering injuries. Uh, that's uh, you know, I, if nothing else, I would have put I would have put you know Toby Green's picture on there because I mean he had a he had a monster game. You know, he had five goals. Yeah, in the he's game. the next post. Um, with the five goals, I look as as much as he. I think what you were referring to before, Craig Smarmy. He's got a very smarmy face, Toby Green. Um, it is good to see him up and about. I, I think he's a great player. So just to see him up and about in in not such a great team is good to see. He's good yeah. to put it. I'll tell you what I would I would love to see. I mean, I would whatever. I think whatever team I happen to have, I'd like to see. You know, I'd love to have. Quite frankly, I'd love to have Toby Green playing on it. And I and I'm going to say it again because I say I, during your every episode I'd love to have Brody Majacek on my team. And uh, I, think what a I, I think every episode I think I mentioned <laughs> Jackson's his name. favorite. Yeah, it just I, you know he he doesn't excel at anything, but he does everything really well. And mm-hmm. whenever you need somebody, evidently except for you know stopping a you know a final goal you know after the siren, uh, he he tends to be there making a play on the ground when you least expect him to be there, which maybe makes that, that last goal rather disappointing that he didn't show up for it. We'll have to go back and watch the, the full camera view and see where he was. One for you, Craig. He's one of my favorites. So. Yeah. 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 yeah he, um, he, he's phenomenal. It would be great if either of us got him on our podcast. Hey, he'd be a great guest. I reckon uh, he's got a good story, but one for you, Craig, uh, Something I'm a bit interested in. I've got probably got a bit of personal bias. Uh, we had Max Holmes on the show for our class of 2020 I, series a few weeks ago, and of course that. he made his debut against the right. Hawks. So, what what did you make of his performance? Did you take much notice of it? Yeah, I, it took me a while to find him on the ground because you know I know he, you know he wasn't starting out. You know he didn't start out in the 18. Uh, he didn't uh, he didn't do anything that that made me question the decision to play him, you know, and, and quite frankly, I, I think that anything the cats can do to get some more speed out there, you know, is a good thing because they, you know, they've got a lot of 
yeah, as we can now be, you know, we can certainly say they've got a lot of veteran players out there, but, uh, you know, seeing that, uh, that passage of play there with, uh, Jordan Clark and, uh, oh gosh, um, can't think was of his name right now. Or who, who was the other guy? I can't, I know he's long hair. looks like, he looks like yeah. the, the fifth beetle. Um, it wasn't Henry, was it? Jack yeah, Henry? Yeah, it was Jack Henry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that where they covered they covered most of the ground in the span of what about eight seconds. You know, mm. and just you know went pretty much from you know from the uh the fifty meter arc to the goal, just you know, back and forth was just phenomenal. And that and and they need more of that. And you know, this is you know one of the, the things that I've been seeing is that you know that they, they're beat up, you know, they're missing they're missing Jeremy Cameron, you know, Patty Dangerfield, which I mentioned early on, and, and I don't know if you guys were on or not. I was, I was questioning what you know what a suspension actually means in the AFL when you know, you know, Patty Dangerfield goes and plays in a, in a VFL practice match the weekend after he's suspended, and then last weekend he's still suspended, but he's sitting up in the one of the uh, the luxury suites at the MCG celebrating his birthday. Yeah, maybe maybe I don't understand what a suspension means, but I would think that if you're if you're suspended, you're not allowed to be around the the club at all. You're kind of, you know, disassociated with the club until that suspension is over. But evidently, it's a different interpretation to it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, over here, you're just you can be around the club, you can train, you can do everything, but you just can't play in competitive games. So uh, you, you can play in preseason games, but you just can't play in. Okay. Uh, home and away or finals AFL games or competitive VFL games because he only played in a VFL preseason yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't think he should be allowed to do that, but he is. And the Cats took full advantage of that and uh, to keep him fit. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're missing what? They're missing Cameron, Dangerfield, Rowan, dumb move on his part. Menegola has not been out there yet. Uh, Yes, and there's one other starter that hasn't been out there. I mean, so they're missing like five or six of their best 22. So, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, know, Chris Scott certainly knows more about the team than any of us will will ever know Uh, by by far. He's, you know, today he forgot more about it than than I'll ever know about it. You know, but so maybe he's just trying to just bide their time until they get everybody back healthy and, you know, peak when finals come around, but you know, it's uh they've got, they've got a tough road, you know, tough road to hoe this year. They've still got to play Richmond. I think they play them twice yet this year. They've got a, they've got a tough fixture. So, mm, yeah. yeah. And uh, Craig, we were chatting about Richmond and what that result kind of means for them. Uh, so uh, I'll open this up to, I'm acting like the host here, but a uh, question for both of you. That's a- <laughs> uh, what do you what did you make of their their performance against the Swans? And do you think there are any danger signs uh, after that pretty heavy defeat? Well, thanks for thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I I think that they to me they kind of got exposed as being a little on the slow side as well. You know, you because they've got that's a very veteran squad there as well, and it's uh, you know if you if you can get a bunch, and it's in many ways it's kind of like the NFL has gone. It's it's in some ways how the NBA has gone, where you've gone away from the uh, the traditional you know seven foot tall, two hundred and sixty pound center that's just down you know 
you know, playing out, you know, playing at the rim and that sort of thing where you've got, you know, you've got, you know, Kevin Durant, who's seven feet tall, who's, you know, you know, chucking up a half dozen three pointers every game, who's, you know, way away from the rim. It's just all about speed now, which is something I know nothing about. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, and I, and I don't know, you know, it, the, the, the more slow methodical stuff has worked out well for a lot of clubs, but maybe, maybe we're starting to see a transition here. You know, maybe, maybe I mean, the whole stay in the mark thing is going to work out. I, I think that rule has definitely impacted a lot of teams, but realistically, Richmond is still the benchmark of the competition. And we say this after every time they lose one in 20 games. Right. That, right. Oh, it could, it could be a change, but look, they are the benchmark of the competition. You're right. Teams are still going to set out to beat them. I, I honestly, like, as much as I hate to say it, this it's just a it's just a bump in the road for for the Tigers. I reckon. I think they'll be back mm. to normal next week. I don't know who they've got. Um, they've got they've got Port Adelaide. Oh, uh-huh. uh, I might That's actually be at that game. Uh-huh. I'm going to Adelaide on Friday, so I might be oh. trying to get a ticket for that one. Oh, jeez, that'd be great. Fant- fantastic. Yeah, that's uh, that may that may well. That may be the second week in a row that I tip against Richmond. Wow! I, actually, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean they're they're playing um, on Adelaide, so and Port Port Port's coming home licking their wounds as well, having you know gotten thumped by the uh, by the Eagles. Can I just make uh, one more point on the Richmond game? I heard, I think it may have been Mark Robinson Robbo on AFL three hundred and sixty. Could be wrong on that, but I think it was him. Uh, he said that. Uh, which I didn't really think about, but agree with now that if it was a final or a kind of do or die game to finish in the top four, there's no way Richmond would have just kind of let that uh, slide and kind of just, uh, I feel like they kind of checked out a bit at the end of the game there. They were just kind of, uh, it was 32 degree day, pretty hot. uh, So probably wanted to save their energy for the next week against Port Adelaide instead of, chasing what was probably a lost cause. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's round three. It's still too early to call any team, I, I believe. Um, I was point. talking to um, a, one of my friends at work who's a mad Richmond supporter, has been a Richmond supporter for, the, for his whole life. Um, he, he was saying the exact same thing happened to them round three last year against the against Hawks. Against the Hawks. The Hawks. Yep. the Hawks smashed them. In round three, and you know we're, we all know where Richmond ended up last year. So again, they are the benchmark of the competition. Everyone's still they they are the hunted, and they're proving a good like they're proving it well that they are the hunted. There there is a reason to. Yeah, I I, uh, I know we we just had the folks from the Kick to Kick podcast stop by uh, online here. I think they've left already, or maybe they've maybe they're still here. But uh, they popped up on the screen there. Great to see them swing by. And again, if you're you're learning the history of the game, you can't do any better than checking out their podcast. I mean, theirs is theirs is terrific, absolutely terrific show. Mm, yeah, ha- yeah, I'll have to check it out. Uh, yeah, that, well, they, put that one on the list. Well, there's they, what they've done with theirs is they go back from, they went back basically from the inception of the game, and every episode is one year. They cover one year in every episode, and I think they're up to nineteen. Oh, like, yes, they're up to like the nineteen, the mid nineteen fifties right now. Just an uh, mm. and it's it's yeah. You know, so if you if your if your club won a premiership during a certain year and you want to go 
kind of listen to like a recreation of it, if you will, that sort of thing. It's definitely one worth checking out. Mm. Which, yeah. you know, as an Essendon supporter, how many episodes would you be listening to? I'd be listening to 16, the equal most out of any supporter. Very nice. Very nice. But I wouldn't be listening to any of the ones about the 21 most recent seasons because we we haven't been too great in uh, modern times, I think it's fair to say. Well, you know, when I, I didn't, I, I, I was hoping to not have, have you drug into this conversation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was, uh, that was just bad on oh. my part there. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I don't want to. Can't be doing that to me, mate. Bad memories. <laughs> I just don't want to listen to the, uh, the 43 episodes of uh, Collingwood losing grand finals. So, <laughs> but wait a minute, wait a minute. Not that long ago, though, you you said that uh, I think you said you'd rather lose a grand final than not play in it, right? No, I, I said I'd rather we'd rather lose a grand final than win the wooden spoon. Okay, well, of course. So I think that's that goes without that goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, you have, have to be pretty delusional to it. prefer to win the wooden spoon over that yeah. make the grand final. I think well, maybe maybe you do enjoy cooking, and you just you know you're you're trying to outfit your cook your kitchen. Yeah, not wrong. Hey. Not wrong. Yep, exactly. I mean, if you have a if you have a perpetually bad club, can you request to like win a uh, a saucepan instead of a wooden spoon, or you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I really use like an air fryer or a pressure cooker or something of that nature? You know, I mean, just yeah, Alton supporters, exactly. <laughs> that they'd they'd like they would open the drawer of the wooden spoons and it would create an absolute avalanche. They'd be flooded in them. I love how Carlton is the only subject we can both agree on in terms of <laughs> Harper. <laughs> yeah, well, I love a bit of Carlton bashing. Well, <laughs> nothing maybe, better. Maybe, maybe whichever whichever club has uh, has won the has earned. Let's say earned, not won. You don't win a wooden spoon; you earn one. Uh, whichever club has earned the most wooden spoons, maybe they're chiefly responsible for global warming for deforestation. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very long run up, but I appreciate it. Very I was, nice. That's good stuff. I, I was working. I was working that one through my mind as I was saying it. I'm thinking I'm going to get to it. How am I going to get? Ah, oh, there's where I'm going. <laughs> I had I had to get there. Yeah. So it it took a little one, bit of time there, but yeah. So I, hey, I, I I'm just looking up a stat here. So, who? What team do you reckon has won the most wooden spoons? Uh, you know what? I'm going to, I know they had a couple decades of where they were struggling. I, I, I'm going to say Richmond. Uh, I'll say St. Kilda. St. Kilda spot on. St. Kilda. Uh, this is reminding me of the where do we begin quiz. St. Kilda has won 27 <laughs> wooden spoons and the next best, not even close North Melbourne with, uh, less than half 13 wooden spoons. So wow. St. Kilda absolutely smashing it on that there front. Well done to them. Yeah. Well, you know they do have those. They do have those potlucks. You know the, you know the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe you guys don't have potluck mil- meals and that sort of thing at uh, at churches and that sort of thing. I don't know. Um, it's it's early in the morning, guys. You know, it's not it's not late at night for me. It's only nine a.m. here, so I'm just. Uh, this is kind of this kind of been interesting going this this route here. I think once summer rolls around. I'm going to definitely do the live shows in the mornings because I think it's uh, – and, and maybe in the evening as well because I've got a few um, you know, listeners here that like to tune in. Um, 
Mm. But yeah, I, uh, I think I'm going to jump into my uh, my tips for this week and, and wrap this thing up because I have to go. I have to go talk to a man about getting a car repaired here pretty soon. Oh, so. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, would you like us to head off then? Or you know what? Why don't we do that? Because that way you guys can't laugh at me if you don't like my tips. Oh. Uh, <laughs> fair look, enough. Fair enough. If, you fair know what? Enough. I'll, I'll tell you what. Here, let's let's. I'll tell you what. You can stay on here for. You can stay on here. I'm going to do two of them before beforehand. Then okay. And then okay. one of you is going to be happy. One of you is not going to be happy. I'll make sure to bag you when you tip Sydney by <laughs> sixty points or whatever. Well, no. Keep in mind, I don't do, I don't do that on any. The the biggest margin I have this week on my tips is fifteen points. Fifteen points. Yeah, uh, I think we did speak about that last week yeah. actually, and I, we spoke about it earlier in the pod. You don't yeah. like to put people off. Fair enough. I don't want to um, alienate anybody. <laughs> Just yeah. really quickly, um, I don't know if you mentioned it at the start of the podcast, but how about the AFL uh, W prelims? Oh, yeah, yes. I did not mention that yet. Yes, that was uh, great. I was at I was at the Collingwood game. What a game! Yeah, it's because yeah, they came back and what kicked two or three goals just in the last couple minutes of the game to win it. Yeah, exactly. It was just uh, oh, Chloe Malloy. Malloy. Yeah, what a gun. I mean, um, it just got announced tonight, but the All-Australian team for the AFLW, um, I think Collingwood had five players in it. Oh, yeah. Um, I, had that, I had that pulled up on my screen here. Uh, our mate Bree Davey in there, I'm sure, Jackson? Yeah, Bree. Uh, who else do we have? We had Bree, Chloe, uh, Ruby Benici, who's my Ruby favorite Schleicher. player. Is it Ruby Ruby, Schleicher? Uh, Ruby Slasher and um, uh, uh, Stacey Livingston. Oh, great, great stuff from the pies there. Yeah, I hate to say that, but uh, I've got I've got a bit of affinity towards the pies just because of Bree Davey and the Bombers not having a team. Well, that's true, and and you know this is going to come out sounding wrong, but I hope that I hope that the Bombers don't have a team for a couple of years. And I know that sounds Ooh. wrong. I, I say that only because that's going to allow the the talent pool to become more heavily stocked. That when Hawthorne and Port Adelaide and Essendon and Sydney come into the comp with their clubs, there's a, there's a lot more ready to play talent available. You know, as opposed 100%. to as opposed 100%. to last, last year when you when you saw a, a pretty significant dip in terms of things like scoring and such. When you had you know a number of players that, you know, are certainly talented enough to play there, but maybe weren't quite ready to play at the highest level yet. Mm. Well, you might want to get ready to click the remove guest button here, Craig, but you could even <laughs> uh, think about bringing in Essendon in place of uh, one of the poorer, bit of a tin pot club, such as the Geelong Cats even might uh, be a bit more competitive. <laughs> well, well, let me, and, and sure, we can go, we can go that route. That's fine. But, would the would the the would the players if the club was in Essendon rather than Geelong, would the would the the group of players change that much? Um, you, you, I, I think so. Have... I think I think from that first season Geelong had it was mainly their um, VFLW team, which is mainly made up of Geelong Falcons girls. Uh huh. Mm. So I think that's that's the whole Geelong team is basically a lot of pickup, a few pickups from other AFLW teams, but it was mainly their Geelong the Geelong area, which is good to see. 
Yeah, yeah. And you can't really kick out a team. That's probably a bit rash from me. But uh, purely for selfish reasons, I would really, really like Essendon to have a team because I just can't get into it as much as I would uh, if Essendon did have a team. Yeah, I do think what Craig is saying is 100% correct, though. Like, it, yeah, the talent yeah, pool needs to be widened. Definitely. But yeah. that, that is happening with grassroots footy for, for girls coming in all the time. So it's, it's really mm. great to see. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think in the next, probably in the next five to six years, maybe five to ten years, you're going to see, you know, the, the, the talent level improves – <clears throat> improve so much that uh, that you know the competition for for playing spots is going to be significantly greater, and you're going to have you know players who are are maybe more you know focused on on footy, and maybe you end up with some you know maybe you end up with uh, women's footy academies cropping up. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I was talking to a friend of mine about the women's game, and he, it was a, it was a male friend of mine, and he was he was asking me why. Um, AFLW was struggling a little bit. Now, all I could say is that those first, so this is season five or six of the AFLW. Mm-hmm. In the first three, two, three seasons, all the players involved were players who hadn't played footy in their growing mm-hmm. years. They stopped, right. They had to stop playing footy when they were 10. They've moved on to other sports. Bree Davey is a fine example. She moved into soccer, played for the Matildas, and then went back to footy after that. So, and to play for Carlton. So a lot of those players at the start and all the players now are players who hadn't grown up playing the game in their formative years. Whereas mm. all the players coming through now, that's why Maddie Presparkis is so amazing. Exactly. She's been playing since she was 10 or mm-hmm. however old she was, she's been playing through her whole life. And that's why a player in her second season, or was it even her first season can win the best player in the league because all these players coming through are even better than the last crop of players because they've had this time to play all right, the way right. from the juniors. It's an amazing to see. Yeah, mm. it's, you know, I'm just I'm just scrolling through the list there, and I just you know, Harper, I just want to let you know that Essendon had as many players on the women's team of the year as Geelong did this year. So take that. Well, I, I like that. That's a good stuff from you, Craig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our, our our defenders, you know, they 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 were certainly under the pump all year because we we just could not get the ball forward hardly at all. But hey, we we did not finish at the we did not win the wooden spoon. You know, we uh, who, who did take that honor, that prestigious Gold, honor? Gold Greg? Coast did. Gold Coast did because Geelong. Oh, went, they didn't win a game, did they? Geelong went up there the last game of the year and beat them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but so, Harper, don't worry. I know Essendon are trying. They have a VFLW team. Yes, we do. Apparently, I'm um, pretty successful and ready, and apparently raring to go if they ever get the um, AFLW call up. Mm, and the club is pushing really hard to try to get that license. Uh, so, yeah, like I said before, fingers crossed. Uh, just for me and my fellow Essendon fans, that we do uh, successfully get one of those licenses, probably maybe within the next three or four years, you'd hope. Well, let me ask you a dumb question because I because I, I don't know the answer to this. Is it? The, the the players that are playing on Essendon's VFLW club, if they are talented enough to play in the AFLW, can they can they be drafted onto that club, or can they sign as free agents with that with with another club, or are they locked into the Essendon club? In I think if it works like the AFL, they could go anywhere because okay. the uh, I know 
uh, to use an AFL men's example, Essendon had a player who you might have heard of called Nick Hind in mm-hmm. their on their VFL list uh, in maybe 2018 or so, and then uh, St Kilda drafted him uh, the next year onto their AFL list. Uh, so we didn't get any preference over that. We didn't get any choice over that. He just went to St Kilda, and now he happens to be back at us, but. Uh, he, yes, like AFL clubs don't get first choice over players that are on their VFL list for the men's at least. I presume it's the same for the women's. Yeah, okay, for yeah, the I... women's, I'm pretty sure they, they can nominate for the draft and get picked up by any of the teams in the AFLW, yeah. But <laughs> I I'm I think some players, so say if she was to go, if a uh, VFLW Essendon player was to go to an interstate team, she can pl- still play for the VFL Essendon side after the season's done because all yeah. like a lot of the um, interstate players come and play VFLW here. Like I know they did in 2019, not so much 2020 because it didn't happen. But a lot of the interstate players, like or maybe the Melbourne-based players who play in interstate teams in the AFLW, they come and play back in the VFL. Okay. Uh, am I correct in saying that? Uh... The AFLW players, when they nominate for the draft, they can choose their state of choice that they want to go to. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm yeah. pretty sure they can. Yeah. Okay, I know that was a thing at the start, but just wasn't sure if it's still uh, that um, rule still in existence. And I think the only time they would lock on to that team is if Essendon did get a license. So I think a lot of the VFLW girls who were playing for Geelong when they got the license, they all got basically linked to Geelong and unless they didn't they didn't want to I, I assume same thing with St Kilda I think they were all playing for the Southern Saints and then a lot of them went to St Kilda okay yeah I, I just didn't know if they were going to be locked in and have to be stuck playing with that with that particular club so I wasn't sure how that was going to work out yeah. Well, if our AFL women's club is going to be anything like our AFL club, I'd say not too many players would want to be stuck with their Essendon Bombers. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah. Well, guys, I, I'm going to I'm going to get into my tips here. So I'm going to go ahead and do the uh, the prelims in the AFLW here first of all. Okay, we've got uh, Adelaide and Melbourne, and I'm yeah you know, that one's being played at. Uh, at the Adelaide, you might get to this one as well. Then, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and get yeah. tickets for this one as well. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, that one probably would be one you would m- maybe have an easier time getting tickets for. You know, because you know, I, I don't know so, how many. I'm going to try with the general admin at, at um, the Port and Richmond game. But okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to be going to this one. Yeah, yeah, both so, of them could be easily be sellouts. I'd imagine. So you want to get in quick? Well, 100%, yeah, yeah. I've got to get in early. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've got uh, I've got the Crows winning this one by eight, and then uh, Brisbane and Collingwood, uh, they're playing up in uh, in Brisbane, and uh, well, Jackson, I've got uh, I've got Brisbane taking this one by ten points. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think, like, if if we were to lose, I I would feel we played our grand final last week against the like, yeah. trying to get back against the the Roos. But I, you never know. Like they came down here and beat us, but you know, that that was other than the Adelaide loss in the last round. That was our first loss of the season, so they could take that as revenge and try and um, get the wood over them up there. That's a good point. 
That's a good point. Yeah. And uh, getting into the uh, the men's games for this week. Uh, first off, at the first game of the weekend at the SCG, got Sydney and the Bombers. And I am gonna. I think it's gonna be a closer game than some people may think. But I've got uh, I've got Sydney winning this in by two goals, by twelve points. Yeah, I think that uh, you know Buddy's gonna be back out there again, likely. And um, you know it's gonna uh, it's gonna allow them to uh, to go ahead and get the W there and push to four and zero. And I don't think anybody picked them to be four and zero this year. Mm, that, that's a fair call. Uh, yeah. Um, would probably expect uh, maybe even slightly higher, maybe 20 points or so uh, from me. I, I think that's uh, yeah, pretty reasonable tip. And uh, the second one that we'll get to here, this is – I'm going to jump down to uh, the Magpies and the Giants. Yeah, GWS is just just devastated with injuries right now. They're they're beat up. And while I think, you know, Toby Green's probably going to come out and have a, a, a banner game again and – find somebody to uh, to pick on during the course of the game uh, as he likes to do I do I do see the uh, I do see the pies winning this one by 12 so I've got this one also the pies winning this one by two goals at the MCG so one of you is happy one of you is not happy so mm. I apologize for that as far yeah, as the, well yeah. Jackson will like being the Giants at the MCG, something that the Pies haven't been able to do too well in the past. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be good for him. <laughs> I mean, it's 1-1 yep. one, one the last two times it's happened. So, yep. yeah, they've fair enough. Just wanted to get a bit of a dig in there at the 2019 prelim. Uh, yeah, fair enough. So, <laughs> here's, uh, here are the rest of the tips while well, you guys can listen in on these then. Uh, Port Adelaide and Richmond. Now, Richmond did have a hiccup last year. I I do agree that it you know it's it's still Richmond's comp until somebody officially knocks them off, and still till somebody drives the wooden stake through their heart, and they're they're officially done, and they've handed the medals to somebody else at the end of the year. It's still Richmond's you know premiership to win, but I've got them dropping their second game in a row. I've got you know Port Adelaide at home, coming back after having you know. You could argue being embarrassed by uh, by the Eagles the previous weekend. I've got the power winning this one by eight. You've got the you know the Bulldogs and the Lions playing and up. This is being played in uh, at Mars Stadium up by was it Ballarat, Ballarat, up in that Ballarat. area. Yeah. Ballarat. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm going to go with the Bulldogs on this one, and I've got them winning this one by ten. I think the Bulldogs are going to, uh, you know. I picked them to play in the grand final this year. So I, I, they haven't shown me anything that that's going to change my mind on that yet. So, you know, who their opponent might be may, may be changing, but uh, we shall see. And then we got the saints and the Eagles. The Eagles have to come East this week. And uh, I know they don't like to travel, but uh, they're going to travel and uh, the saints well, the Saints are, are licking their wounds after last weekend's beatdown that they took, uh, right? So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got the Eagles winning this one by, by two touchdowns. I've got them taking it by 14. So, And then the yeah. Suns and the Suns and the Blues. I think this is going to be a really close game. The Sun, To me right now, the Suns are – this sounds strange to even say it. To me, the Suns are a little bit right now – they're becoming 
Sydney of last year. Because if you remember, Sydney was just devastated. I mean, if, if you were over six feet tall last year, it seems like it, with, with, uh, with Sydney, you were hurt last year. And their ruck situation right now at, uh, at Gold Coast is, is upside down. You know, they lost uh, Jared Witsey towards ACL um, a couple of nights ago. He's done for the year. Uh, the uh, Smith, uh, the ruck that used to be with the Cats, he's not healthy yet. You know, so and the guy who came in was uh, was was in the ruck afterwards. I can't think of his name right now. Where's number twenty nine? He looked like he banged up his knee as well. No, Marco. It wasn't Marco. I would recognize the mustache. Um, (laughs) yeah, but uh, no, it was a different gentleman that uh, that came in and looked like he banged up his knee as well. He was really uncomfortable out there towards the end of the game. Um, so yeah. I still have them winning this one because it's a home game. I've got them beating the Blues by six points. I think it's going to be really close. You know, I, I just think, you know, that uh, the Suns playing at home, it might work out to their advantage. So, yeah. Then we got the Crows and the Kangaroos this week. And this is, this is one that, uh, you know, one of you said that, uh, that, that, that Buddy could kick uh, uh, 100 goals in the first quarter of this game. I, that wasn't me that said that. So, you know. Grew supporters, if you're listening, don't 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 direct your wrath towards me on this one, okay? I, uh, <laughs> but I've got uh, I've got the Crows winning this one by 15. They're traveling uh, they're traveling to Marvel to play this one, so it's again it's away from the Adelaide Oval. But I, I mean they're they're just they're playing pretty darn good footy right now, so I think that's going to work out well for them. And uh, the Hawks are heading out to uh, to Perth to play the Dockers. Now I I tipped the Dockers to to play finals this year. I'm beginning to think maybe that uh, might have been a mistake. Um, when I when I spoke to Nearly Meadows the other day, I asked her about that. You know, being a Dockers supporter, and she said I didn't have them playing finals. <laughs> uh, oh, she was happy that I did tip them, but uh, yeah, I I think that the Hawks are are a team that's better than maybe the record is right now. And I think that they're going to, they're going to squeak by this one and win this one by a goal. Okay. And that brings me to the last game of the round, which actually wasn't the last one. I just pushed it off to the end because it's the cats game. And I, I, it's the cats and the D's at the MCG. So they're back there for the second weekend in a row. My, my head says the D's by six points, but my heart says the cats by six points. So I have to go with one of those two. Uh, I, you know, I think, you know, like I said before, Chris Scott knows his club better than, uh, than, than we do. And he's hopefully going to get back. Uh, I think Gary Rowan comes back this week, I believe, or maybe he's got, he got, I think he got two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So this will be the second week. He'll be back, but it uh, sounds like Metagola is going to be back this week. sounds like Mitch Duncan's going to be back this week as well. That was the other name. I think I forgot earlier. So yeah, I, I, I just think that you know Cam Guthrie had a, a phenomenal game this week. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with my heart rather than my head and the cats winning this one by six. So and I have to enter these tips officially into the contest so I uh, so I can I don't even know what position am I in on that list right now. Where am I at on there? I think you're top. You're top, yeah, you're top. Uh, you're by top like one clear, I think at least. Wow. You know, I, I I'm uh 
I'm actually surprised by that. I mean, that was that that was that Sydney call then, and there was one other one this weekend that that a lot of people didn't make as well. I think I tipped one other game differently that maybe a lot of people would have as well. I don't remember which one it was though. Um, I don't know. I can have a look if you want. Uh, I'm on the app now. Uh, you tipped you tipped Port, um, which was yeah. that was wrong, but uh, yeah, yeah. Th- they didn't win, did they? Uh, no. The uh, um, I don't remember which other whichever other one I missed. Oh, you, you tipped the Lions. That was a bit of a fifty-fifty one as well. Yeah, and they got yeah. Well, I, I yeah, felt that up, I, of course. I felt that I owed them that one after uh, <laughs> after the yeah after after nothing happened the previous weekend. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> can I ask you a quick question before you do another tip, or have hey, you it, uh, got to go? It, it's your show, so you ask away. i've i've been thinking so you you are you've got an amazing success rate with these tips uh Uh you're very very good at it Uh, i was uh thinking do you reckon there could be an element of not being as influenced by the kind of australian football media obviously you living outside this bubble so you're a bit more willing to tip some underdogs that uh you think will win and that's resulting in success for you? Maybe, maybe I, I never thought about that, but uh, the thing is, is I, I would like to be influenced more by them. I mean, that's uh, you know, I I'm, I'm hoping someday to get a, you know, like a subscription to the, the Melbourne paper so I can read the sports page, you know, every day, that type of thing. I mean, I, I don't even have a subscription to my local paper anymore because it's uh, it's just, it's really gone downhill. Uh, and I, I think it'll probably be shut down in the next couple of years. And that's sad because it's been around for almost 200 years. Uh, uh, the Melbourne paper yeah. isn't that much better either. It's only got, that's the only good part footy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the reason why I was wanting to do that. But, you know, I do see, uh, I do see articles from that, uh, that pop up that I can access from uh, a paper called the age. Yeah. The, the yeah. age. Um, I think that as personally my newspaper of choice, uh, yeah. Herald Sun, in terms of their non-football stuff, can be a bit controversial at times. Okay, well, you have to do that sort of thing to 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 try to uh, to try to sell papers. You know, just to exactly. Yeah, yeah we can't... spoke about this when I was on yeah. your, your show. Yeah. Uh, last time, uh, the kind of state of the media. What was it when you were on my show? I don't know, but yeah, it's interesting. They, they've kind of blurred themselves anymore, so I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, 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 that may be the thing. It may be because I don't, I don't see a lot of it. I, mean, I, you know, I do watch. I try to watch three sixty every day. I do try to watch you know, AFL tonight. I actually just, I actually just watched my first, uh, my first episode of the the front bar the other day. That, oh. uh, yeah, because I, I found that on YouTube, and it's you know it's a few yeah. days late getting posted on there. But yeah, I thought that was actually that was actually pretty funny. I mean, I enjoyed that. I mean, I. I I was I maybe I was the only person that uh, that watched, and it's why it's not on anymore. But the uh, there was that game show that that Fox Footy hit on for a couple of years. What was it called the Beep Test? Oh, the Beep Test. Yes, yeah. I, I I was I, very excited about that, but it didn't. It wasn't too yeah. good. I don't think. I I, enjoy, I enjoyed it because it was you know I was learning stuff from that. To me, it was that was yeah. more of a that was more of a study session, and and you know if if I got one question right in an episode, I was like. All right, I'm starting to figure things out here. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, uh, 
it, it was it to me it was it was a funny program and I and it just evidently did not have enough uh, viewership to warrant them keeping it on. So, mm. oh well. And oh well. yeah, Fox Fox Sports uh, kind of got some budget cuts going on as yeah. well recently. Yeah. So they've axed a few people on a few shows. But the yeah, front we, bar is a good show for kind of uh, young people like Jackson and myself and people that are new to the game. Uh, or failing you to the game like you uh, to learn a bit of history as well because yeah, they've yeah. always got a good he- little history segment there. Yeah, they had uh, they had Luke Beveridge on there um, this past mm. week that I saw, and they went back to they went back and found some some footage of him when he was just a, when he was just a young kid uh, being interviewed by Gary Lyon, and uh, yeah, talking about surfing and that sort of thing. So, yep. Yeah. Oh well. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, gentlemen, and uh, get going on here because we're pushing into an hour and a half here, and hopefully people yeah, want no to worries. do the whole thing. So, <laughs> thanks for com- thanks for coming on, guys. Heavy, and it's what eleven thirty there now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, approaching it. Yeah, I've actually got to yeah. go right now. So, um, thank you for okay. having us, Craig. Hey, no problem, guys. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much, Craig. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I love the live shows. Keep it up, Matt. Great work. Thanks. Thanks a bunch, man. I Hopefully appreciate we're it. We'll be on another one soon. Okie doke. Fantastic. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks to, uh, to Harper and Jackson for coming on. That was a, that was a lot of fun talking with them. Uh, hopefully Harper, you know, I'm only busting your chops about, uh, the whole, your show, my show thing. That was, that was a lot of fun though, having you guys on. And, and to me, it just demonstrates that you guys are becoming, you know, so much, uh, of, a, of a, a positive influence in the game and getting people to listen and your, your show is getting better, that type of thing. And, and, and it's not that it's getting better, but it's, it's, it's a really quality show and you guys, you know, have some fantastic guests on there. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be associated with you guys and I don't mind, uh, I don't mind tipping your show to people and letting them know about it whenever I get the opportunity to do that. So ladies and gents, I do want to go ahead and uh, look at wrapping up this episode. Um, yeah, I did have uh I did have one um, thing I wanted to, uh, to to finish up here with tonight. I want to, again, thank you guys for, for coming on. I want to thank you, all of you, for tuning in. Uh, should be a great round of footy coming up here. Uh, those of you in Australia, if you happen to see a 2011 to 2016 Chevy Cruze with some serious front-end damage to the left side of the car, Shoot me a picture and get me a, uh, a shot of the number plate because that may have been the people that hit my car on uh, Sunday morning out in front of my house. So, yeah, I know they're not there, but um, I'm just trying to make light of it because if not, I, I'm just going to want to cry about it because it, uh, it's just really frustrating. So, again, don't forget you can uh, reach me at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can uh, reach out to the podcast at yankonthefooty.com. You can leave a review there. Uh, there's a uh, spot to sign up on the mailing list. There is uh, a spot where you can leave a voicemail message to share with the show if you want to do that as well. Um, it is a uh, it's a great opportunity to do that to do that sort of thing. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you can find me also at Yank underscore on on Twitter. Uh, if you want to help out the show, that'd be great. Uh, you can you know find the Buy Me a Coffee page as well as the storefront page. And I have, I have a couple 
and I've mentioned this before, and I just need to get them out there because I, I think that these would be just some really edgy uh, shirt ideas for the podcast. And I think that it could kind of be the 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 cool shirt that we have because I'm all about cool. Uh, I just think it's re- a really neat idea for a, a concept for a shirt that I have here. I just need actually two different ones that I need to get created and, and get out there because I think that uh, some people would really enjoy that logo on those shirts. So hopefully you'll, uh, you'll check out the ones that are there. You know, if you happen to get a you know sticker for the podcast and you've got it on your car or something of that nature, or you got it on your computer, send me a picture of it. Cause I'd love to go ahead and share that with everybody. So you, you know, show that you're, uh, representing the show and that sort of thing. I'd be fantastic if you do that. So folks, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. On to round four, on to the prelims in the AFLW. Should be a couple of ga- great games there. You know, I I I'm, I did see that, and it, this does concern me that 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 the comp has still not figured out a way to to allow the AFLW to kind of stand on its own. Because what it sounds like that the AFLW has uh, their grand final has been scheduled to be played at the same time as a regular season uh, game in the AFL. And, and I, I think that does a disservice to the women's game. And I, I'm hoping that if, it may not happen this year, but I'm hoping that even if you can't have the grand final for the AFW, for the AFLW on a, a, on a standalone day on a weekend, that maybe it can happen on a, on a Monday evening to where it becomes, you know, must see TV for the entire country that allows the entire country to celebrate the, uh, the championship, the premiership, if you will, of, of women's footy. So hopefully that that will be something that, that they look at if they realize that, you know what, we kind of we kind of missed a boat with this. We missed an opportunity to to let this grand final be something that is uh, that the whole country can watch. OK, so hopefully they'll hopefully they'll go ahead and do that. But again, folks, thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you next week. I've got. Uh, Three interviews that I'm still working on getting edited. I'm hoping to get the, the first one of those out this week. Um, I had a great talk last week with uh, with Donald McDonald from the uh, the Ruse. Uh, Sunday morning, when I should have been noticing that my my car had been smashed out in front of my house, uh, a few hours after that happened, I had a, the great pleasure to, to talk with Nearly Meadows for about an hour. Uh, that was a, a terrific discussion because, as I told her, I said, you know, and it wasn't trying to be a fanboy or anything like that, but I was just, I told her that simply she helped me learn about the game. When she was with Fox footy during the time that I first start that I first started to fall in love with this game, you know, watching her, you know, on AFL tonight and that type of thing really helped me to gain an understanding of, of this comp and, and to truly appreciate it. And I, and I can't thank her enough for everything that she had, uh, she had done with that. And I, and I did tell her that uh, maybe it's about time I check out cricket as well. So we shall see if that ha- is able to happen this year. I've looked at a couple of videos. I know a couple of you shared some videos with me as well about that. Um, but I'm looking forward to uh, maybe getting involved with that as well here pretty soon. So, folks, this is Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I, li- I like doing the live episodes. So uh, we had some great discussions here tonight. You know, if you're listening to this after the fact, and you want to tune in and get on to talk about your club, I'd love for you to do it. There's a connect button that allows you to go ahead and do that. 
it would be great, you know, to get you to call in and, uh, you know, share your, your views. You know, I love having, uh, you know, Jackson and, and, and Harper on, you know, we, we've been talking, you know, quite a bit on air, off air messaging back and forth on other, on other platforms, you know, about the game, about all sorts of different things. So it's been, been a lot of fun talking to them. I'd love to talk to all of you as well too. So by all means, folks, consider tuning in and, uh, would love to hear from you. And again, Craig Wessels here from the Yank on the Footy. Until next time, and ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. <laughs>